Welcome to another episode of the Curious Friends Podcast. My name is Haley, and I get to be with you for my second episode. Somehow they let me do this again. Not sure if it was the best idea, but we'll see. Hey, I get to be lucky enough to sit across the room right now from Renee from Crossfire Ministries, and we're going to talk to her today. Hopefully you and I will both get to learn a lot more about this really special mission that they have and the special calling that they have from the Lord. So Renee, welcome to Curious Friends. We're so glad that you're here. Such an honor. Thank you so much. Well, we're pumped to have you. Um, So I just want to jump right in if that's okay with you. Let's do it. So what is Crossfire? Like, how did you guys get started? What's the mission behind y'all? Can you just give us um, give us your thoughts on that? Okay, sure. Uh, so Crossfire Ministries was established um, 30 years ago, 32 years ago here in Colorado Gosh. Springs um, with really just, it was two willing hearts um, being, sorry, I'm going to get emotional, being no, called by that. God um, to really love in our own community. Uh, they were, John and Leslie Miller were taking mission trips all um, across the world and I really felt God calling them, what are you doing about your own hometown? What about your neighbors who need love, who need um, support here right right next door to you? Yeah. Um, so that's how Crossfire got started, a couple willing hearts and a few loaves of bread. Um, so it has grown over the years to where uh, where we are now, over here off of Austin Bluffson Academy. Uh, we are a no-cost grocery store. Um, really, though, our mission statement is to show God's love. And we do that by providing uh, these necessities, food, clothing, hygiene, um, and even just community, uh, people yeah. wanting to be drawn back into uh, a space of community, of, of being united. Yeah. Um, so that's what we do. That's who we are. Um, we serve anybody in need here in Colorado Springs, um, actually anywhere. We don't have any zip code restrictions. And so um, really just opening our doors, really low barrier entry um, as far as if you have a need, um, come and let us love on you in that moment. And I know the first time, like, I can think about the first time I heard about Crossfire Ministries and I immediately thought, like, is this a ministry to serve the homeless community? Um and solely the homeless community. Is that accurate? I don't, I know that it's not now, but um, would you explain sure. that to us? Yeah. So we, um, we do help some homeless, but yeah. we are not the organizations here in town um, that really can specialize in that. There's some amazing organizations that really yeah. work hand in hand with uh, the chronic adult homeless. Um, what we are seeing is that we're helping those people that might be in the in a gap. Yeah. Um, so they are working families. Um, they could be your neighbor. They could be somebody you sit next to in church um, who are working really hard to make ends meet, yeah. but just aren't able to have enough at the end of the month. Um, some of them are single moms working two jobs. Some of them are grandparents raising grandchildren, uh, senior citizens on kind of a fixed income. Um, so there's just a lot of struggle. I mean, those struggles are very real to a lot of people. And so, and sometimes it's just situational. Uh, Mm -hmm. they get a medical bill and they can't afford, uh, their groceries and rent and utilities and this medical bill. So if they, if we can help lessen that stress for them, Mm -hmm. um, then they can, uh, you know, essentially pay for some of those things that might be coming in, uh, situationally. Yeah. So I think... I don't know, uh, Steve and I, uh, who's in the room with us right now, we were talking earlier today just about the Saturday that we got to spend at Crossfire mm-hmm. volunteering there and the people that would come in and the conversations that you get to have um, and the community that's built in there and just how special 
it is because it's not just groceries. Right. And I think that's what he said earlier with the, when we were talking is it's not just meeting that physical need. So could you talk about that? What what is it that makes Crossfire different? Because I think that's what strikes just really a chord with with me when I think mm-hmm. about you guys is that you have such a heart for people mm-hmm. and such um, such a calling on your life that's so evident to help and to reach out and to say, like, I see you. Mm-hmm. And that you're not falling through the cracks and you're not unseen, that somebody's here and somebody loves you unconditionally and that you're you're in doing that. You're just like constantly pointing past who you are. You're always pointing to who Jesus is. And so um, could you just talk about that? So if somebody pulls up into the parking lot, what is it like? When they walk through the doors, like what did, can they expect? Sure. I love when people ask this question. Uh, so in our new building, we've strategically thought about this, right? Like how, mm-hmm. what is the experience that somebody feels? Um, you and I can go to the grocery store. We do that once a week. So that's the same. Um, we want to offer that same opportunity to our yeah. guests who might be in need of that service. So they can come in once a week. Um, We wanted it to be an experience. We wanted them to feel just like a grocery store. Um, They might be in a hard place, but they still need groceries. Um, So from the moment that they walk in, and again, everything we do like is very strategic as, as far as relational. Uh, so there's somebody at the door that greets them, um, helps navigate that space. Are you new? Have you been here mm-hmm. before? Really just inviting them in and allowing them uh, to see that it's okay. We're all in this together. Um, and then we do a couple a couple different things. We offer prayer to everybody that comes in. Um, it's not a requirement, but uh, when you're going through the middle of a crisis, um, even me, I just you just need a glimmer of hope yeah. in that in that moment right yeah. there. Um, so we offer that to the, to our guests, and I would say about eighty to eighty five percent of them um, want us to pray with them. Yeah. Uh, they might not believe the same way we do, but they're just seeking hope. They yeah. just need to have a better day. They just want to leave there with a smile on their face. Um, so that's one of the relational connection things that we do. And the other thing. Um, that we do is we want to make sure that we call everybody by name. So when they check in, we give them a little placard that goes on their cart and it has their name on it. And we want, we want all of our volunteers to call them by name. If we want to have impact in anybody's life, whether it's somebody you're serving, somebody you sit next to in church, you need to know their name. Yeah. You need to call them by name. You need to love them um, for the person that they are. doesn't matter where they've been, what they've um been through, what their belief systems are. It doesn't matter. They have a name. They are valued. They are loved. They are created by an almighty God. Um, And so we try it in in every touch point that that a guest would go through at Crossfire. We try to make sure that they feel that way. They feel um, love and respect and um, the dignity of choice, being able to choose their own groceries. We don't hand them a box yeah. of food and say, good luck. I hope you can eat that sauerkraut, whatever's in the box. Yeah. We allow them to pick what um, what they know that their family can use and will use. Yeah. I'm glad that you said this word, dignity, um, because that's what stood out to me the most. That was one mm-hmm. of the things that stood out to me the most was that that is such an important part of the in- the entire journey. Um, and I love that you said guests, that a guest goes through from the beginning of the experience until, um, until the end of the experience, I suppose. But it seems like that 
touch point, like you said before, that there's dignity at each um, touch point. And so I just wanted to ask you, and you kind of touched on that a little bit already, but why is that so important to you? Um, so I just want to dive in a little bit to the definition of dignity yeah. and um, kind of my thoughts behind that. So um, the definition is the right of a person to be valued and respected for their own sake, for that's for who they are, yeah. not who I expect them to be. Yeah. Um, so I think that's an important piece um, when we're showing dignity and respect. It's it's their right. It's their God given right for us to for us to value them as a person. Mm -hmm. But I also like to think about, so I think uh, dignity and love go hand in hand. And so I don't want to talk about dignity without talking about love. Um, and we throw that word around. I believe we throw that word around quite a bit. You know, I love you, love mm -hmm. this, love that. Um, and when I looked up that definition, it's an, an, um, an intense feeling of deep affection. And I was like, okay, you know, that's just a definition. Yeah. What does that yeah. really mean? Yeah. So um, this really hit home to me a couple years ago. I really had to dig into what does the word love mean and how do I show love? What in deep, like, yeah. it's not just some affection that I'm showing. Like, what? how do I do this? What? What is it that I'm really doing when I say I love you or, or showing actions of love? So I kind of came up with my own definition. And it's the unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. Um, so if we just dive into that a little bit, so dignity, you know, to value somebody, um, to, to love, to, to be loyal, to be constant, to be firm, um, that's the definition of loyal. So in all of these touch points or in everything we do and everything that I try to do, I, I want to be consistent. I want to be loyal. I want to show value to them as a person for who they are, um, benevolent, being generous, um, never being malicious always assuming good intent, intending goodwill, right? And so I feel like when we're talking about dignity and how we want to treat people um, and why it's important, I think that love goes is tied into that um, and it should be tied into that. Yeah. Um, are we really showing love? Are we really assuming good intent to everybody that comes in? Um, you know, are we really being generous, generous with our time, generous with what we have, what God has given us? Um, I believe we live in a world where there's so many hurting people that don't feel, feel valued or loved. And if we can provide one little interaction where they walk away saying, I am somebody, then we've done our job. Um, tissues, <laughs> tissues, please. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. <laughs> thank you. You didn't know we were gonna get into a crying fest here, but no, here we I are. love it. Well, and I just, I wish, I wish that all of you listening could be in the room and just feel, um, Renee's heart for people, but also there's a difference when you get to meet and talk with someone who has a faith. And is comfortable talking about their faith and their versus someone who's living out their faith. So thank you for living out your faith and letting us watch you do that and letting Can us. Can I get say to it's not always part. easy though too? Yes, <laughs> like, thank you. I, let me just be real in this space also Please because do. you know when I talk about dignity and love and you know and respect, I that's my desire. Um, but that sometimes it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to really. Um, 
to really step into that space um, and really open up myself um, to be that person. What is that? You kind of opened that door for me. I hope this is okay. But what is that like for you? What is that like for you in that day to day? Because I know you go home to a family and um, which is stretching in its own way. But then to come in the doors of this place that just is so open handed with everything that you have and so generous with everything you have. And so I would imagine that people can sometimes think you should be this way all the time, you know, just um, bubbly and giving and excited and so full of joy all the time. But you also in doing that, I'm sure you are, but you're also standing in the dark with a lot of people at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you're Mm -hmm. getting into the nitty gritty and that messy middle um, Mm -hmm. that we talk about here a lot. And so I imagine that that does, there's a price with that, um, there's a cost for that. And so can you just, can you talk sure. about that a little yeah. bit? Um, I do have to say that I, I couldn't do this without our volunteers and yeah. my staff because they're the ones really on the front end. Yeah. Um, they're the ones hearing the stories um, day in and day out of the struggle. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't, can't do it without them. They're the ones that, you know, I feel like sometimes they, you know, like I just need to give them, um, you know, extra love and extra training because they're the ones that are going through it. You know, how do they let go? Um, but I hear about those stories too. And, uh, you know, uh, we have long days. There are days that are just so overwhelming with the stories and the amount of people that are coming in, um, in with need. Um, so some of the things that I do, I, I don't do it well sometimes. I sometimes can shut my door and put my sign on that says I'm in a meeting and I'm really not in a meeting. That's just me saying I need space. I need to I need to reconnect yeah. maybe even with God. I need just a moment of, of silence, whatever that looks like. Um, I also do go home to a beautiful family, um, but I've created an oasis at my house to be able to step away in my backyard, yeah. um, a hammock, <laughs> you know, all those things, yeah. those, those times that are overwhelming. I do have space um, and I've created space. And I think that's important for anybody who is in ministry um, and who is being, is pouring out all day long is to create space um, and and give yourself some margin, give yourself grace in that. Um, I would also say my husband um, sees a side that other people don't see um, when I am sad um, because of the stories. Yeah. Um, He's the one that, that supports me through that. Thank you for just being real and human in that. Um, I think, you know, when I hear stories like that and I also hear that, hey, and it is hard too. It makes me feel like, okay, I could do that. You know, Mm -hmm. I have more capacity than I think I have. Sometimes I think we all have more capacity to love than we think we have. Mm -hmm. And so thank you. Um, thank you for inviting us into that space of it too. Um, cause I know that there's so much to celebrate in that, but there's also the hard. And so, there um, is. genuinely, yep. um, I see and it's you. Not, and I, it's, you. I don't go through anything harder than anybody else. Yeah. Right. So yeah. whether it's you're in ministry, like we are, um, like we do in day in and day out, 
Uh, but even if you go to a job, there's still room for um, loving and helping people. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're um, not in the ministry side of things, I mean, you everybody still deals with hard. They still deal with um, all the struggles, kids and life and husbands and uh, partners, whatever that looks like. There's there's struggle for all of us. And um, yeah, but God's grace gets me through too. Yeah. Thank you for telling us kind of some of your tools though you know what I mean um that helps me to hear about you know I was thinking about uh the first few times that I've kind of came into contact with Crossfire was through DCC and it was through like backpack bash and turkey drive and Christmas families and those are huge events that we have for the community um what is that like? Like, um, can you t- specifically backpack bash? I think of immediately and just if you've never been to a backpack bash, y'all, you just you need to come and see it. You need to come and volunteer at it and just see this wave of people um, that are not just there to get a backpack or maybe they think they are maybe they think I'm just going to pull up somebody's going to hand me a backpack full of supplies but you guys have made it such an experience of getting in line is so much fun there's party music there's balloons there's bouncy houses there's like um, face painting there's hot dogs like there's so many things going on that it's it's I mean, it's an experience uh, for somebody to get to go. Like, you get to go to Backpack Bash. That's when I think about that, like, you get to do it. It's not something that you have to do. And um, can you just tell us, like, why did you, why did y'all set that up in that way? Why did you set it up in a way of we want you to come and experience these vendors um, that come to just love on everybody? Why did you not just say, here's your backpack, here's your supplies. I hope you have a great school year. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you, you said it, you said, talked about love, um, loving with no strings attached, right? So Mm -hmm. that's building relationship, um, you know, creating the fun because sometimes, you know, life isn't always fun. So creating that space for that. And then also resources, making sure that the families that are coming to get some of those items are also getting um, additional resources that might help them. Um, But really, truly, the the vision of Backpack Bash was to uh, show love with no strings attached, create a time uh, for, for fun. Um, really get kids excited about what's to come. Um, even if they can't go and buy, you know, go to Walmart and pick out their own backpack, they can come to Backpack Bash and pick mm-hmm. out their own backpack and have that same feeling as um, the the kid next to them. I think everything that y'all do, and I know we've said this word so many times already, is going back to the dignity that they get to walk into school with dignity, having mm-hmm. all the same school supplies that everybody else has, having that back, that new backpack, yep. um, and that, and that it was a fun experience mm-hmm. getting it. You guys are so, I just want to tell you, you guys are so intentional about removing shame. And I think that that's so special and that had to be so um, well thought through. So, um, just so intentional of y'all to do that, to think about that, to think, I don't want to just supply a need that would be, even that would be difficult to just, to, 
to provide food for a family, but to do it in a way that says, I see you to do it in a way that lets them know no matter what faith base they are, that they have a seat at the table. Um, And I know it's something that we talk about a lot around here, but that Jesus invites all of us to the table in our messy middle. Mm -hmm. And no matter what that looks like or what you've done or who you've done it with or when that was, that there is a seat for you mm-hmm. and y- y'all are just like that physical representation of that like you're you're saying without saying you know mm-hmm. he saved a seat right right here beside him for you and and I want to show you where that is mm-hmm. and and my seat doesn't look different than yours right and I think that's just that's my favorite thing about what you guys do and this mission that you're carrying out, this mission that you're living out is that you're showing everyone who he is, like you said, with no strings attached. And that's just so special, Renee. Like that's just, it's different, you know? Um, Well, it was shown to me at some point in time, right? That same love was shown to me to get me to this place, to get me to fall in love with God. Everybody deserves that kind of feeling. Yeah. And this was not only, you said this was shown to me. This is a family affair mm-hmm. for y'all. Can you tell us about that? Um, sure. So John and Leslie, our co-founders, are my parents. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, they, um, we were raised in the church. Yeah. You know, we, we went to church and every single time the church was open, we were there. Um, but that didn't mean that I had salvation. So mm-hmm. even though my parents showed me that I had to, um, you know, I, I had to find my own way in that. Yeah. And, you know, at some point in time in my life, I, um, you know, went some, through some hard things and just realized, you know, God is the answer. Um, even though it was shown to me, um, but it, it took a little bit more, you know, just that continual showing, um, knowing that God, that I am valued, mm-hmm. um, that God loves me and yeah. not just because of my parents, not just because of, yeah. of their salvation. Um, it's because God had that for me. Jesus died for me personally. I think that just hearing, you know, the story that has been written through your family, the legacy mm-hmm. that your family is leaving here in Colorado Springs. Um, and not only in Colorado Springs, but the seeds that y'all have planted in the hearts of countless people, I would imagine by now, you know, is incredible. And to think about the harvest of what that will look like um, is just is the sweetest thing, you know, because you've worked so diligently and so um, selfish, selflessly. It's a difficult word. Um, selflessly. And I just, it's fun to get to watch. Like, it's fun to see your face light up whenever you talk about, you guys, if you, um, in a backpack bash meeting, Renee is jazzed. I have all emotions, it. right? Like, I have She's the joy and I cry. I so. <laughs> she takes us on the ride with her. Yeah, it's a roller just, coaster. <laughs> No, but it's the best. Like, you really bring 
um, you bring everybody that's around you along and show everybody that's around you that there's a spot and a seat for them on this crazy, crazy ride that we're all on. Yeah. Together. And um, thank you for including so many, so many of us on that. Thank you that um, there's no outsiders in this community that y'all have built together that you and the volunteers at Crossfire and the staff there and your mom and dad, that this community that y'all have built. Family. This family. family. Yeah. Such a much better word. This family that y'all have built, that there's no outsiders to it. There's only a welcome sign at the door. And I just, it's pretty incredible. So could you tell us, for people who are like, man, I want to be a part of this. Like, I want to... How can I help? What can I do? Uh, what are the needs? What are some ways that people can get uh, can get started either volunteering or donating to Crossfire? Um, what does that look like? How can they do that? Yeah, so there's all of those things, right? We need volunteers. All of our operations are done by volunteers. Um, so it, I say in a day to make things run smoothly, you need 50 to 60 volunteers. And sometimes we operate with 30 to 40. So there is some gaps there, you know, just, um, just come and with the heart, you don't have to even believe the same way we do, but yeah. you have to come and be able to love, um, love in our community. Yeah. Um, if you don't necessarily even want to be hand in hand working with uh, the community, we, we're sorting food, we're stocking yeah. shelves. Um, so we'll, We'll get anybody to work. I mean, there's so much to do. Um, so there's always opportunity there. There's opportunities to donate. So um, hygiene items are a big need right now. Uh, we are seeing some gaps in uh, the food that we're able to get. So this is the first time in three years that we're purchasing food. Um, so whether it's donating food or, you know, grab an extra can at the store while you're there. We I know inflation is is affecting all of us. My pocketbook looks different um, these days because of, because of inflation. So um, if you can pick up one extra can, that's yeah. great. Or if you can give a dollar, I can make your dollar go a little further by buying in bulk. So um, those are always opportunities. Um, even things like I mentioned um, to a couple churches that sometimes it's hard for us to be on the front end. Um, so even just write a thank you note to our volunteers, drop it in the mail and just say Crossfire Volunteer. Um, it'll get into the hands of somebody. Just thank them for the work that they're doing. It'll get into their hands and they will be so blessed by that uh, because sometimes it is tiring. Mm -hmm. um, so um, that's a way to, I mean, you don't have to have you know, any means, you can just write a note and send it yeah. uh, a stamp The cost, I don't even know what a cost of a stamp is right now, but um, that's all it would take. And then pray for us. I feel like, you know, we, um, sometimes we feel attacked. And yeah. so just, just cover us with prayer. Yeah. Um, so those are things you can do, um, you know, at home, you don't have to come and be on the front ends with us, but you can still be a part of us um, by just connecting that way. And what is, um, what's the way that they can sign up? Would it be going to your website and signing up there to volunteer or to donate? What does that look um, like? So you can go to our website and yeah. find out more information. There's emails on there, for, you know, who to, who to connect with for different, um, uh, whatever the different areas are. 
Um, for volunteering, our volunteer coordinator is Amy. So connecting with her, um, her email is volunteer at crossfireministries.com. Um, so real easy. Um, we also have a volunteer orientation every Thursday at 10 o'clock. Um, you can call our number and reserve a spot for that. So that's 719-447-1806. Um, and if you can't come to that, and, and really that's come, take a tour. We're going to get you kind of signed up right then and there, um, get you connected. But if you can't come on that Thursday, we know that time might be a barrier. We'll do a one-on-one with you also. But all of that can be found on our website, um, crossfireministries.org. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for sharing just genuinely for who you are. It's your scene. Thank you. And so, so appreciated for who you are and for what you bring. And, and if you're, you're listening to this and you think, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of that family. Like Renee said, I want to be a part of that family. There's room for you to do that. And you would always be welcome to do that. So no matter what state you find Mm -hmm. yourself in. And and also, can I just put, I always have to say this. So if you find yourself in need... Um, you know, you uh, bill comes in and you're short a month, you you know, you're working hard, you just can't make ends meet. We're here for you. Uh, that's we're that's who we are. So yeah. please don't feel um, like this isn't for you on that end of it either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's a need, we're here. Um, it's okay. Come on in. We'll, we'll love on you. We'll get you and your family food. And um, you can pick out, I mean, we have cupcakes and amazing produce right now. I saw pineapples on the, on the floor today. So, um, again, just, um, I always want to put that out there too. If somebody's listening and they, they find themselves like, Hey, I have a little need. That's what we're here for. I love that. Thank you for, thank you for just being open-handed with this life that God's given you and showing us a little bit how to do that. Um, I appreciate it personally to hear about your story and the way that you're choosing to live and this faith that you're choosing to live out. So thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening to this, to this interview, to the special time that we got to have together with Renee. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm a crier too. So I'm trying to (laughs) hold it. Hold it in. Seriously, Renee's passing the tissue box over to my side now. They were just like playing hot potato with the tissue box today. But thank y'all. Thank y'all for being here, for joining us. Um, You are in a space where you are loved and welcome. And so thank you. And we will see you again for the next episode of Curious Friends. Hey, thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Curious Friends podcast. If you want to find out more about our guest, please check the show notes. If you would like to get connected with us, we would love to hear from you. And you can do that by sending us a DM on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at curiousfriendspodcast at discovery.church. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Please join us next time for some more great conversation. Like always, stay curious.